Friday Evening Meditation, March 26, 1982. LL Research Channeling Hatan, Lytos, and Latwi. Unknown Channeling. I am Hatan. It is a great pleasure and privilege to join you in your simultaneous acts this evening of service and pleasure. We are privileged to be admitted into your presence in this creative time, for it is too seldom on your planet that members of your race are capable of perceiving the pleasure and satisfaction resultant of service, but rather perceive only sensations of discord, jealousy, or doubt, as they find that their efforts too often are grudgingly given under the suspicion that they may be actually allowing themselves in some manner to be taken advantage of. My friends, it is no small achievement to be able, in your illusion, to lovingly give of yourselves in this manner. It is our pleasure tonight to share with you some thoughts on the subject of giving. It is appropriate to understand the reasons for which this service is performed if one is to seek attainment through the use of giving as a tool. Too often, giving is regarded as a finite act, a sort of stopgap effort, similar to that of a gear on a watch, which at regular intervals detains a rotating wheel or gear for an increment of time as to prevent a surge of energy to burst out of control. Accomplishing nothing as the hands of the watch spin uselessly at a high rate of speed. Many on your planet regard giving as a way of temporarily preventing their life from spinning uselessly out of control by the periodic application of spiritual breaks, so to speak. My friends, giving extends much further than service to self. There is a point at which the act of giving can be regarded as finite, thus limiting the effect of the action. There is also a point at which the same act of giving may produce an infinite amount of effects, all oriented toward the service to one's brothers and sisters. It is said on your planet that it is better to give than to receive. This is because the act of receiving is a simple service to another, yet the act of giving can and should be a constant and daily process as one performs those tasks necessary for participation within your illusion. For example, many of those present serve in the capacity as assistants for the physical, emotional, and educational maturation of recently arrived members of your race. It is quite easily understood that one who serves as a mother, for example, may spend an entire day engrossed in the function of giving to those recently arrived entities in that their requirements for physical and emotional attention are quite stringent. The pattern of giving then becomes not a simple jerky stopgap which punctuates the parent's day, but rather 
flows continuously from early morning until late night. And as we have noticed, regrettably, late into the night and early into the morning as well. It is one of the lessons of your experience within this illusion that this example of a continuous flow of giving of service may be extended beyond the more obvious requirements of the young child to the more subtle needs of those individuals, often strangers, which one encounters through the passage of one's waking hours. It is possible to spend an entire waking day performing a myriad number of services for literally hundreds of individuals within your developing social memory complex, thus reinforcing those developing ties which will eventually link each individual to his or her fellow members of that developing complex. As this in itself is a major accomplishment for those currently in physical existence upon your planetary surface, and as the development of positively oriented social memory complexes is beneficial on a more grand scale to the entirety of creation, it may be understood that the simple act of wishing good morning to a stranger, holding a door open, picking up an object that another has dropped, may all be combined into a major accomplishment. That which unifies these seemingly insignificant individual events, my friends, into a continuous flow of giving is the conscious, although generally non-verbal, expression of love for those one encounters during the day, combined with the loving acceptance of those same individuals. The statement has been made on your planet that one should judge not, lest one be judged. This is significant, my friends, in that the act of judgment is the act of simultaneously separating oneself and the self of another individual from that developing complex as one chooses to place themselves in a role of judicial separateness, and the recipient of the judgment in the role of being detected as a portion of the complex which has attained insufficiently in certain aspects, so as to no longer be capable of full participation. My friends, this act of judgment is separating both yourself as judge and your subject as an inadvertent victim of your judgment from that same developing social memory complex toward which your striving could possibly be more focused. Therefore, my friends, we urge you to abandon the seat of judgment to those less suited for the position of a loving member of a family, that family being the unified group which struggles to attain the necessary levels of unification, of intention, wisdom, and compassion to accomplish a unified polarization. At this time, my friends, we of Hatan will leave this instrument, that our brothers and sisters of Lytos may in turn communicate with those present. Adonai, my friends. Adonai Vasu Baragas.
unknown channeling. I am Lytos. I am with this instrument, and I greet you in the love and light of our infinite Creator. My friends, we too thank you for the opportunity to share in your efforts this evening. We are aware that there has been a calling for our vibration within those members of your group this evening. And at this time, it is our desire to share our conditioning vibration with those of you present who wish to experience our contact. If it is your desire, simply mentally request that you might receive our conditioning vibration and we will gratefully perform this service to the best of our ability. At this time, we desire to pass among you for this service. I am Lytos. I am Lytos. I am again with this instrument. We are grateful for the opportunity to provide our small service and desire to remind you that we are available for this same purpose to any of you who might request our aid, no matter how brief the period of time you might have available to you. We thank you for providing us this opportunity to perform our small service. At this time, we in turn shall relinquish this instrument that our brothers and sisters of Latwi might perform their service of answering whatever questions are within their abilities and limitations to answer. Again, we thank you. I am Lytos. Jim Channeling I am Latwi, and I greet you, my brothers and sisters, in the love and the light of the Infinite Creator. My friends, we are very happy to be here tonight, for we have been observing your actions this evening, and we must say that they seem from our vantage point to be quite enjoyable, and you, in turn, seem to be taking full advantage of the opportunity to be enjoying your experience. And for this, my friends, we congratulate you, for far too many of your brothers and sisters of your planet seem to take advantage of opportunities when, among others of your race, to pursue the path of boredom or superficiality or moroseness. Fortunately, we do not find it necessary to extend more than a passing glance in those directions as the calling for our services are very, very limited in those situations. Again, we are grateful that we are called to such a pleasant atmosphere and wish to thank you for that reason. At this time, we would open the floor, so to speak. Side one of the tape recording this session ends here. We pick up on side two with Jim channeling Latwi. I am Latwi. We are again with this instrument and with you. Are there any questions we might attempt to answer at this time? S1. I have a question. I read about a young man a couple of years ago by the name of Carlos Castaneda 
he was doing some research work with an Indian brujo in Mexico, supposedly using some hallucinogenic drugs to communicate with the gods, so to speak. Could you shed a little light on the ancient Indian rituals and how they came about? Latwi I am Latwi. I am aware of your question. My sister, we would, with your permission, attempt to answer your query in several segments, as we feel that there are some implied queries within your statement that we would like to answer, as well as your phrased question. So, with your permission, we will answer as follows. First, the performance of rituals or the ingestion of any substance is not necessary to accomplish a communication with the gods. It is very common on your planetary surface for individuals of even the more conservative religious groups to acknowledge communication with that which they conceive as an omnipotent spiritual being. There seems to be some disagreement as to whether the communications for the masses of participants is one way or two-way, but there seems to be a general consensus among those leaders of those groups that the communication between those leaders and that which they refer to as a god is definitely both ways. We will not attempt to evaluate the accuracy to this form of communication. Rather, we would choose to emphasize communication with that concept referred to as a god is considered quite common on your planet in many forms. We would add on this subject, prior to exhausting it, that if you wish to communicate with the Creator, simply address whether yourself, your brother, or sister, or any object within reach, for all are a part of the Creator. The rituals developed by the ancients of your race were developed to attain the state of spiritual closeness or oneness with the Creator because the understanding of the Creator and the universe for these individuals was somewhat limited. The tool of ceremony and its lesser tools of drugs, instruments, drawings, etc., were all to serve the purpose of assisting the individuals and establishing and maintaining a contact with the creative consciousness of your universe. The duplication of these rituals or the ingestion of the previously described substances would not be recommended for one who is seeking this same contact any more than driving a motorized vehicle or facing oneself for a period of time beneath the surface of a body of water to perform a ritual for that same purpose. The purpose of any ritual is simply to function as a tool, and the tool, generally, is designed and selected by its owner to fulfill his or her specific need. May we answer you further, my sister. S1 no, I think not, thank you. Latwi As always, my sister, we thank you for the opportunity of being of service. 
Is there another question? S2. Inaudible. Latwi. I am Latwi. It is our desire, my brother, that you would attempt to clarify your question. There are limitations upon our ability to answer on this particular subject without further clarification of your inquiry. S2. Again, inaudible. Latwi. I am Latwi. I am aware of your question. My brother, you must understand that the limitations under which we function include a restriction against revealing to an individual that which is more appropriately learned by the individual as a portion of their educational experience while participating within this illusion. It is possible to explain to you, my brother, that the ability to receive this image reveals within you an ability in the area normally referred to as clairaudience, which may be developed and refined. However, we are unable to divulge to you the significance of the image you have received, for that is more appropriately an answer to be sought within your own self. May we answer you further, my brother. S2. Would you explain the concept of clairaudience? Latwi. I am Latwi. Clairaudience may be described as the ability which all possess, but most in an unrefined state, to perceive mentally the communication of other entities such as the instruments channeling. The clairaudience may be of a conscious nature, as again in the example of channeling, or of an unconscious nature in which the individual does not recognize that communication is being received, but rather recognizes only the sudden perception of hunches or ideas that are actually the revelation of information from an outside source without the individual perception of the information as a communication. May we answer you further? S2. No, that answers that. My second question is, I've tried to ask before about what I believe to have been a UFO sighting when I was five years old. Can you tell me now? Would it be any different? Was what I saw a UFO? Latwi. I am Latwi. I am aware of your question. My brother, the function of various elements of information may possibly be to act as keys in the unlocking of areas of understanding. There are the times when the key may be given from one to another. There are other times when the individual already possesses the key and must locate and use that key which is already possessed. We would not desire to make a factual statement, but rather an evaluation or opinion in saying that we believe your situation in reference to the subject you described is of the latter group and that the likelihood of an outside source revealing to you that which should be revealed from within is very nominal. 
we would suggest that further development in the area of meditative communication with oneself might be beneficial. We would also suggest, my brother, that it is not always beneficial to constantly focus one's attention on past events, for this often prevents one from extending their attention to that which occurs presently. We would therefore suggest that in your particular case, benefits might be achieved in the pursuit of understanding of the lessons which you currently are experiencing, rather than lessons which may have occurred or may not have occurred at a period of time of approximately twenty of your years ago. May we answer you further, my brother. S2 Well, if I could just explain. It has puzzled me about the path that I've taken in my life and the specialized studies that I've taken all my life that has brought me to this time. And I've often felt that that might have been the start of it by that one occurrence of seeing the UFO. And it's always puzzled me how I've been on an almost directed path. And I felt this path was within me all along. And the deeper desire to study these specialized areas was always there. That's why I question it. I realize you are saying that I should devote more energy to the area of the future, which I'll try to do. But it still feels like something has guided me to this. Maybe it's what is referred to as my higher self. I really don't know. It will remain a question. Latwee. I am Latwi. My brother, we can empathize with the thoughts that you have expressed. We would concur with you that the guiding force of your life is not an outer force or external entity, but rather that which you refer to as the higher self. We would also suggest to you, my brother, that many events in one's life are like signposts which assist one in following a predetermined route. Occasionally, one may pass a signpost and either correctly or incorrectly read that which is presented. Often, the misconceived signpost functions very well in guiding the traveler along the route that the subconscious, in its wisdom, prefers to that which the conscious mind thinks it prefers. In other cases, the signposts are read correctly and followed with great diligence to a consciously perceived objective. The experiences of most individuals, regrettably, are to travel in small circles, not realizing that the signposts exist. We would encourage you, my brother, in following your path in the diligent manner that you have displayed. However, we would again suggest that the signposts be perceived as just that, and that one might better concentrate on the road which one's attention is focused forward on, instead of signposts of the past. May we answer you further? S2 That's good advice. One other thing that has puzzled me that you probably couldn't tell me is I've often wondered if maybe I've been what is sometimes referred to as a wanderer, 
that I've come from a higher density to assist the people of this density to reach a higher density. Is that within the realm of possibility? Or should I just continue thinking about your advice, following more on the present and future than the past? Latwi. I am Latwi. My brother, it is correct to assume that all things are within the realm of possibility. It is not our privilege to define the number or identity of those individuals known to you as wanderers, for the simple reason that the path Alas, the tape recording the session ends here, thus ending our transcript. Go forth then, rejoicing in the power and the peace of the One Infinite Creator.